I think. Hello, everybody. I think so. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're officially live. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The O Show. Everything crypto every day. Um, I have got a very special guest with me. I've got Richard Hart. He is the hex guy. Is that the correct way to introduce you? That's one way to do it. <laughs> Fat old man is another way. But yes, I, I founded Hex. It's nice. Okay. So normally we live stream, we talk about news, but I don't really have too many news stories because Bitcoin is kind of dropping. I've given my audience an area that I'm kind of looking for. I'm looking for confirmation either above 45.28 ish or below 41. And it looks like we're kind of breaking that area. So I figured it'd be a good time to kind of hang out and talk to you. Um, just so you guys know, Richard is my guest. I invited him on because I wanted to just hear about Hex. So Richard, before you talk to me about Hex, can you just mm -hmm. tell me a tiny bit about yourself so I can get to know you? Sure. Better? I called the Bitcoin top on the day and posted the chart and told everyone at 65,000 that is a repeat of 2017. And so okay. this Coinbase launch on NASDAQ was the same as the CME futures launch, the buy the rumor, sell the news event, the world's richest guy already bought. We run up through three years and down for one year every cycle. And lo and behold, what I predicted came true. And I also said, last cycle, 27 days later, Ethereum died after running up. The cycle, exactly 27 days later, Ethereum died. So it's the easiest call ever. I posted it publicly and Bitcoin's still down 33, 35% or I guess maybe now 17% from, uh, from its high. So... And this isn't the first time I did it. I called the short in 2017 as well. And I do that for free. It's literally just a hobby for fun. I also founded the world's uh, highest performing asset that went up in price over 1 million percent in 623 days from January 5th of last year to about a week ago. Still making new all-time highs against Bitcoin and Ethereum nearly constantly. It's up uh, 350x versus Ethereum, 1500x versus Bitcoin. It's had 100% uptime while everyone else's stuff has gone down and founders have gone to jail. OKX paused deposits for a month and a half while their founders were sitting in jail. BitMEX founders went to jail. KuCoin was hacked. Binance was hacked. Vicky just went out of business. Uh, Ravencoin had a 10% inflation bug. XLM had a inflation bug. Bitcoin's had two inflation bugs. Luckily, uh, only one of them required a chain rollback. The other one was responsibly disclosed by a Bitcoin Cash developer. And so everything all around us is failing and getting destroyed and wrecked. And we're making constant, never-ending new all-time highs with perfect and flawless operation. And at some point, the world has to go, oh, wait a second. That Richard guy, uh, he said it was going to do a 10,000x or was designed to do a 10,000x in under two and a half years. And it did. And that's before staking. If you staked it, you made another 50 to 100% extra. We can't win any harder. Oh, wait, we can. Pulse chain. <laughs> I've got it. Well, we'll talk about pulse chain, but I've got a question yeah. for you. Do Go you ahead. think price equals, or do you think price equates to utility? For the vast majority of users, yes. Um, people try and solve politics with technology. It's never worked. Technology doesn't solve politics. You're not going to make the world richer when you have to buy in with cash that poor people don't have. So these technologies make the rich richer. Roger Ver has a lot of Bitcoin. He was a millionaire before he bought in. I have a lot of Bitcoin. I was a millionaire before I bought in. The venture capitalists all have a lot of Bitcoin, more than anyone else in crypto Twitter will have. And it's because they had a lot of money before they bought in. And so the rich do get richer. And so if you add up Michael Saylor that has 3% of all Bitcoin, Balaji that maybe has a percent or did, uh, not Balaji, another Indian dude, I can't remember his name. Uh, like you end up with like 10 or 11 or 12% of Bitcoin easily identifiable obvious billionaire hands like the Winklevoss twins, Tim Draper, on and on and on. And so these fan fiction fantasies about like, oh, we're going to change the world with crypto. You're like, mm, 
not really. Oh, you're going to use it for payments, peer-to-peer digital cash. It can only do a million transactions a day, max, not even. Bitcoin can do like 500,000 a day, max. You couldn't put Clash of Clans video game currency on it, it would crash. So I- yeah, Bitcoin, Bitcoin is not, to me, to me, the narrative in 2017 was Bitcoin was supposed to be for P2P currencies and all the maxis sure. were screaming, if you're not spending your Bitcoin, you're doing it wrong. And I'm thinking to myself, like, that's a little bit weird. But now the new narrative is that uh, Bitcoin is a store of value. So the narrative changes over time. And me personally, I don't think there needs to be a set narrative for anything. I think it's OK if you want to spend your Bitcoin spend it. If you want to hold it, hold it. I don't think that you should bully anybody into doing a particular thing. Why should you tell someone to spend? I mean, if you Gresham's law would indicate that you spend the worst currency and keep the better currency, then the market fills up with the worst currency because people hold the better one. Why would you sell? I mean, Bitcoin went up in price 6.5 million X. Why would you sell that? Why wouldn't you just hold that? And it's not like you can get it in and out cheaply. You pay high fees to get in and out. So the concept that you should spend the world's highest performing asset or one of them is very silly on its face. And so, you know, a lot of people, there's so many things I have to teach people that they don't get. Like they say inflation's bad. You're like, really? Well, when Bitcoin had its highest inflation, when it doubled its supply in a year back in the beginning, that's when it also had its highest growth. So what happened to the inflation is a bad argument. Or like you just said, oh, we were supposed to spend it. Well, no, it just went up 6.5 million. Why would you spend it? And, and so you, there's so many things that people believe or like another one, uh, liquidity. When was the best time to buy Bitcoin? When it had no liquidity. And, and actually it was when Satoshi owned all the coins. It was the best time to buy Bitcoin. Or decentralization. People think that uh, decentralization is awesome. You're like, nope. Every single company vertically integrates and gets better deals and outperforms, which is why you have less choice all over the place because all the banks buy each other, all the retailers buy each other. You want to buy tools, you can shop at Home Depot or nowhere because it's more effective. The only place in the entire world where decentralization is effective is maybe guerrilla warfare and censorship resistance. And that's it. And centralized ownership and centralized control vastly overperforms everywhere. You know, Elon Musk went on Twitter and said, the only thing wrong with Dogecoin is that the, there's too many whales. And yet he owns 20% of Tesla and controls way more than 20% of it. I don't take anything Elon fine. Musk take. I don't, <laughs> anything that man says, I do not take seriously. And the reason why, um, I didn't come from money. And yeah. I'm very good at kind of reading people, letting people yeah. talk, seeing what's going on and kind of seeing what it is. I use my intuition, but I also use my street smarts because I had to, um, to kind of get through life. So when Elon mm-hmm. Musk talks, I don't take anything he says seriously. Number one, he's, a, he's, an, he's an entertainer. Um, yes, he is a very smart individual, but at the same time, be wary of entertainers, be wary of musicians. I have dated enough to know this. Um, <laughs> I hear you. So, I've never dated a musician yet. I got to throw that in the drama fire. Get that going before I get too old. Yeah, you got it. You got to date a musician. We'll have to find you. A, um, we'll have to find you somebody. Um, but you listen to what people say and you look at their actions. And if you follow the money with Mr. Elon Musk. Yeah, he pumped not, and dumped. He, exactly he bought Bitcoin he privately and then said it was awesome. Then sold it to test the liquidity after he said they weren't going to sell any coins. Any coins we got from car sales, but we'll sell all those other coins we got, which are the vast majority, thousands of times more, to test liquidity. Then he says it's the worst thing ever. Oh, it uses electricity? I'm a rocket scientist, but I had no idea it used electricity. And then it, it's he, he bought it secretly, pumped it, dumped it, and then said it was trash. And you're like, bro, you just I can't believe you just did that. And then tweets about coins I won't name that aren't, aren't t- of technical merit. The thing Very is- silly. Let's talk about decentralization a little bit because I sure. have a, I've got a hot take. I don't think anything. I think 
I'm going to say it anyways, I don't care. I think the most decentralized project in crypto is Bitcoin, but Bitcoin is still not 100% decentralized because no. there's still, there still are, I don't think anything is truly decentralized. I really, really, really don't. You're and right. The and the reason why I don't is because you've got teams, you've got developers, mm -hmm. you've got people, yeah. you've got miners. And that's great. The idea of you know mining or staking in a pool and everybody having mm -hmm. a little bit of say, which is great, yeah. but realistically- I'll wait a lot of, and this is, you'll have to educate me about this regarding Hex, mm -hmm. but a lot of these pools, what it does is you have to have, like whoever has majority or a large amount of these coins or yeah. tokens, yeah. they get the say. And to me, that's not yeah. very decentralized. And that's not also equal because the narrative sure. with cryptocurrency is that it is supposed to lower the barrier to entry. It's supposed to give everybody kind of a fighting chance, but it's really not. Because if you True. come from a four, if you come from a very very poor place and you don't have a lot of capital, and let's say you buy like ten dollars worth of any cryptocurrency and you're in this pool and you want to vote and make a decision, you have to like kind of give that ten dollars away, or your your ten dollars is not um, your ten dollars. It costs ten more. It costs more than ten dollars to log your vote. Unfortunately, well, that's you're not even going to be able to vote. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is it? <laughs> I agree with everything you just said. You're absolutely yep. right, hundred percent. And I can even add to that. So do you compile your own software? No. Okay. Well, then you let someone else compile it for you. How do you know it's not malware? How do you know it doesn't just steal your keys? Okay. So you compile your own software. Did you write the compiler? No. Did you write the firmware for your keyboard? Do you know it's not just sending your private keys? No. Did you check your room for a camera? No. Did you check that there's no cell phone on your desk using the accelerometer to detect your keystrokes? Nope. Did you make sure that no one was near your computer or was off? Nah. There is a trust everywhere. And by the way, Bitcoin.org was just hacked. And everybody links to that site as the Bitcoin website. And it was just hacked and posted a scam on it last week. You just, Did you see that? Or did you I miss did it? I see that. No, I, I yeah. saw that. So literally the main Bitcoin website literally tried to scam everybody for hours. Did you see Satoshi come up and try and help anybody not get scammed? I went live with an emergency stream to try and help people not get scammed. But where's the little Satoshi boy? Where's he at? He ain't nowhere to be found. And so what's better? A person with a face that puts his name behind something that lives or dies by that thing or some coward that runs away and hides? Does Vitalik look like a hardcore badass to you? No, but he's out putting his face out there at least. And so are some other guys. I don't consider Satoshi to be an honorable dude, to tell you the truth. That's interesting. And the reason why I think it's interesting is because I have a friend that was one of the early miners. It's a very, very good friend of mine. And he... He's got some interesting takes. He's been on the show before. Um, he's anonymous. I, I know him in real life, though. Um, but it's very interesting to kind of hear his takes on the Bitcoin community because he is very opposite of what they have to say. And I just like me when it comes to Satoshi, it's sometimes some days I feel like he did us a favor. He did a great service to the world. And other days I'm like, was he did he really do a great service to the world? But I guess it's not necessarily him. I guess it's more so the Bitcoin community just because they've become so terribly toxic. And that bothers it's no, me. it's nowhere near what it used to be. It's not the same thing at all. Like it the when I was in Bitcoin in 2011, mining full blocks on my own with no pool, you didn't need fees to send anything to anybody. You could mine Bitcoin on your own by double clicking an EXE on your computer. It was a way different, and I would say better ecosystem then, and it just does, it does not represent what we have today. If, if, you, if you think decentralization is amazing, then why do you think multiple currencies is horrible? Explain that. If you think, like, if you, do you want a stable coin so that you can de-risk without going through a middleman? Do you want on-chain exchange so you can get in and out without a middleman? Ethereum and Pulse Chain and other on things do that. Bitcoin doesn't do any of that.
Do you, do you like NFTs? Bitcoin doesn't do that. I don't like NFTs, but a lot of people do. What about like, Counterparty? Yeah, they got murdered by Bitcoin. They literally reduced the opcode size to kill Counterparty. And even Omni, which you, Tether used to run on Omni, and Omni used to run only on Bitcoin. And they had to leave too. And they're primarily an ERC-20 now because the Bitcoin ecosystem is not programmable money. You can't program it to do anything good at all. Even, the, even their golden boy that was going to build Lightning, you know what he did? He built Lightning for everything else, dollars, fiat. He's going to spam up the Bitcoin network with fiat transactions with no Bitcoin exposure whatsoever, no Bitcoin price boy? pressure. Uh, the guy that did uh, the Zap wallet guy, the young guy, the young kid, can't remember his name. Okay. I don't remember. He's the, he's the like, there's the black dude that talks real fast, whose name I can't pronounce. No one can. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And then there's the white dude that did Zap. I can't remember his name. But like, you're just like, guys, I, you know, layer two for Bitcoin is called Ethereum. And there's a hundred times more money locked up of Bitcoin on the Ethereum network than there is in Lightning. And they just don't want to, it's like, guys, when are you going to look at the chart? I posted this chart today. Bitcoin got murdered by everything. Bitcoin did a 3x after like two years. Everything else, like Hex did a 10,000x. Other things did two and 300x out the yin yang. You're like, guys, you realize two or 300 is more than like three, right? Everything murdered Bitcoin. Everything murdered Bitcoin. But the maxis are just like, scam, everything's a scam. No, 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 dude. Getting a 3x is a scam. That's what's a scam. You're getting scammed. Your, your main website just promoted a scam. Stop getting wrecked. Go look at the chart. Like the chart tells the truth. It's just crazy to me. It's crazy to me. Well, when it comes to Bitcoin maximalism and decentralization, I believe that part of the ethos of Bitcoin is having the right to choose what you want to do when you want to do it. And that's part of being self-sovereign. And it also revolves around, you know, opposing censorship. Censorship is a massive problem in the United States, is a massive problem globally. If there's somebody that's got more money than you, there's somebody that's got more power than you, and they say, I don't like what you're saying, they will silence you. And that's not a Okay. And the fact that there's different coins for different things and they serve different purposes. Uh And my whole thing is, is that if somebody likes something, they want to invest in something, that's great. I might not necessarily have that same opinion, but I'm not going to call your project a scam or I'm not going to say this is a scam because I just. I I call a lot of stuff scams. I I get into the nuance. So like I, I, if something sucks, I'm going to tell you why it sucks. Ethereum used to suck. Ethereum rolled back the chain. It sucked. Ethereum was centralized to suck, and then it got better. And now it's better. It's better than Bitcoin now. It's more secure. And you're like, okay, well, you have to update your worldview, right? Monero was awesome, but then they had an inflation bug, but they caught it before it was used. And then it was awesome again. But then there was this thing where if you sent your coins within a, without an hour passing, you weren't actually anonymous. And then it sucked again. And then if they patch that, it'll unsuck again. And you have to like update your worldview when the situation on the ground changes, you can't just lock in and be like, this is what I believe forever. No, no, this is technology. Technology is constantly progressing. You have to update your worldview with new evidence or you will be left behind. AOL used to run everything. CompuServe used to run everything. I now remember AOL. I'm from that age yeah. group. I remember yeah. rushing home from school to get on the AIM to talk to my friends, even though I just saw them at school. And I remember <laughs> I remember the MySpace. I remember the really like emo um, away messages because mom was like, you have to have dinner. And I, rem- I remember that lifestyle. Things were so much more. And I know yeah. you're laughing because you remember. It's always there. I'm exactly there. Exactly there. I mean... <laughs> I, re- I remember waiting for JPEGs. To, they weren't even JPEGs. They were GIFs. I was waiting for it to like load. Mm-hmm. I was scanning. I'm like, please load. I was I was in the internet before the internet had World Wide Web. 
the World Wide Web was not part of the internet yet. You would dial in with a bulletin board system and just read text. You're like, it's, I, I am really old. I'm 42. I'm old. So. Well, you remember all of that stuff. So kind of back, I, I have a question for you. I don't know. I really don't know anything about Hex. I think the most sure. I know about Hex is that I have Monarch Wallet and I mm-hmm. think we were airdropped some Hex there. Nice. So D- I would assume that Hex is an ERC-20 token. Is yes. that correct? Correct. Okay. Yep. Why did you decide to pick Ethereum for Hex as a main chain? Well, if you choose an alternate proof of work, you get 51% attacked because people rent hash on nicehash.com. So you can't use a proof of work change. You'll be attacked by botnets. If you don't use a proof of work change, you use a common proof of work, but you're a minority chain. You'll just be attacked at will. So Ethereum Classic has been attacked like five or six times, 51% attack, because the ETH miners can just go attack it whenever they want. But if you're an ERC-20, seven of the 11 top market cap cryptocurrency in the world started on or primarily used the ERC-20 technology because you can't 51% attack it. It's totally secure. It's a better auditing ecosystem. And so it was the most secure way to do it. And you also have the best tooling infrastructure to plug in with other people. So other people can build on top of it. Nobody builds on top of Bitcoin. It's impossible. But you can build on top of ERC-20. is very easy. So you can use them in Uniswap. You can swap them for stable coins. You can uh, build other projects on top of them. We've seen games built on top of Hex. They're scammy, time-locking games, but that's what people want. So somebody built it. Um, I advise people not to, to gamble in that way, but some people, they just want the addiction. So it was the vastly superior technological choice. And it's why we've had 100% uptime while everything else has failed. We've made tons of very, very effective technological choices. So ERC-20s, you know, most ERC-20s are just copy paste. Ours is not. Ours is extremely in-depth code with three audits, one economics audit, two security audits. To explain what Hex is to you quite simply, by the way, that airdrop that you got from Monarch was the first airdrop ever done in layer two technology on Ethereum, which we used the ZK Sync, ZK Rollup system. To, because if we tried to do that with uh, gas costs, whoever did send the sends would just run out of money. It would cost more to like, you couldn't do it. It would well, cost millions then, of dollars to send it. Back then, Ethereum transactions were not- were even what cheaper. They were, I remember I would send <laughs> yeah. people Ethereum. Like anytime I saw somebody on crypto yeah. Twitter, like it's my birthday. I was like, send me your Ethereum address. Let me yeah. send you some, some Ethereum. Yeah. It was like a dollar to send Ethereum back yeah. then. One dollar, you guys. Today, yeah. what is- So I have a- 25, okay. About 25 bucks on average lately. Okay. Cost seventy five to do a Uniswap swap and twenty five to send Ethereum lately. Okay. So you said you can't build on top of Bitcoin, but what about um, Lightning Network? It's a totally unrelated network. The Lightning okay. Network has absolutely nothing to do with the Bitcoin network. It uses different nodes, it uses just different software that has different maintainers. There's absolutely no similarity at all between the Lightning Network and the Bitcoin network. Okay. Fair None. enough. <laughs> There's no co- code in common. It's a totally different network. It, it, it's it's like yeah. So and, and like you said the Bitcoin people don't want you to build on top of it. They actually don't. Particularly when they see now, hey, look, they're, they're just spamming up the network with stablecoin transactions or virtual euros or something. Like they're not even using it to actually move Bitcoin around. They're using it to move stablecoins around. I'm like, oh my God, you just stabbed Bitcoin in the back, bro. You were their golden boy. You were the guy that was going to like take the scaling away from Ethereum for Bitcoin. Nope, he just used it to sell other coins. And he has to get fin, FinCEN license to do it. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah, you're going to scale Bitcoin with your FinCEN licenses. Yeah, dude. Good job, dude. Sell out. Scam. I've got a question. Yeah. How, are, how expensive are HEX transactions to send from one? They're ERC-20s. They're, it's just another ERC-20. So ERC-20s so, usually cost about twice what an Ethereum transaction costs. Okay. Yeah. So it's expensive so, I mean, right now. Yeah, it sucks, but that's okay because I'm forking Ethereum. And it's the world's largest airdrop and every single ERC-20 in the world is coming onto my chain that has 10 times the throughput. Fees are going to be basically free. World's largest airdrop. 
you don't, you will, you can just transact on the Pulse network if you want. Your keys already work. You don't have to do anything. You just change one setting in MetaMask and your keys will work on the new network. Testnet should launch next week. Do you know, okay, I've got a question for you. Have you used Phantom Wallet for Solana? I've never used it. Okay. Um, I actually prefer Phantom Wallet for Solana over MetaMask. It just has a way better user experience. You can actually stake. I'll check it out. You can actually stake inside the wallet, which is dope. You can see your NFTs because with MetaMask, you really can't see your NFTs. You got to go over to OpenSea. It's like kind of just Mm -hmm. annoying. And I also like the OpenSea guy uh, front running everybody and making like $20 million front running everybody. He'd buy some NFTs and then promote them since he was in charge of like the the biz dev for them or whatever. He recently got fired. There's so much corruption and disgustingness in cryptocurrency. Why is Hex on page three? We've got uh, 200,000 users. Why are we on page three? We've got like 66,000 people on CoinMicroCap that like it. We, we like, but the trash that gets rug pulled, scams are on the front page. Is this okay? Is that good? Well, those the are trash essential, is on the front and we're on third. I'm not debating whether, whether or <clears> not um, you know, the validity of hexes. But what I will say is that coin market cap and a lot of these other sites, like you said, they do, you know, people are getting paid to do specific things, which no. there's no shame in that. Just disclose that it was paid or it was sponsored or whatever. That's just my opinion because I'm not here to judge anybody. No. That's my, that's my opinion. But what I'm saying is, is that's, that's part of being, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff on page three that don't belong there. A lot. It's not just hex. There's a lot of things on page three that do not belong there. And there's a lot of stuff on page one that does great harm. Solana turned off the network at will. They just were like, eh, we don't like it. A guy turned it off. Uh, IOTA, a guy turned it off. If you have a cryptocurrency that a guy can just turn off, that's not what I'm in crypto for. It's disgusting to me. So, I mean, like, <laughs> the, the only place you need decentralization is to prevent some guy from just turning it off. It's a big deal. And these, so hacks, the easiest way to understand it is, is just Bitcoin with a proof of work change. So instead of uh, paying Bitcoin miners to destroy the environment by dumping the price to get the money to pay for the electricity, it's bad for everybody. It's bad for the environment. It's bad for the Bitcoin price. And enriches a bunch of weird people that aren't even on Twitter that don't want to talk to you. When's the last time you talked to a Bitcoin miner? When's the last time you talked to a man- mining manufacturer? They're like not even part of the community. They're not even part of crypto. It's just gross. So I, know some mi- the- I, I know some miners that are around. Bitcoin miners? Yeah. Mm, okay. I don't. And I used to mine I it. <laughs> I know I know a couple there. Tell them to tweet me and be like, hey, we exist. We're live. <laughs> well, my, on Twitter. Mine your biz. He's around and he comes on the show okay. often. He's a, he's a YouTuber as well, but uh-huh. he comes on the show often and he's, he's a uh-huh. miner. Um, and well, I, know, I know a couple other guys uh-huh. that do that well, stuff. Remember, to be a miner, you have to enrich a weird foreign company. So there ain't no American company to buy your mining hardware from. There's not. It doesn't exist. So you're going to chuck your money right over to far offville, wherever. So what if we just didn't destroy the environment? And what if we used proof of weight instead of proof of work? And what if we just swap the Bitcoin miners for Ethereum miners? So that's all Hex says. Hex says, instead of paying inflation to Bitcoin miners to dump the price to destroy the environment, instead, we're going to pay the same inflation to the stakers to hold the price up, but there's no negative externalities. They don't have bills. They don't got to pay for electricity. They don't got to pay for mining hardware. Well, and one so thing I will say, but Ethereum is PO, currently POW. They haven't merged exactly. with Ethereum point exactly. 2.0 yet. So technically, yeah. Ethereum is still mineable. Yes. Is still, yeah. I, I personally do not believe that Bitcoin and Ethereum are causing damage to the environment like that they are. That 20% of it is. Me. 20% of it is not renewable. It. I don't Most of it is renewable. 80% is renewable. But the thing is, humans, humans are, since the beginning of time, humans have created some sort of carbon footprint. And that's just the way sure. it is. 
And to me, there's other companies that are like we talked about Elon Musk and Tesla. To me, what he's doing with the batteries and not talking about it with the with the with the CHILD labor, that's a problem for me, too. That's an issue that because you can't say that here. Yeah, but that's, an, that's an issue for me, too. Yeah. That's a big, big issue. But like, for me. Hey, you, you can like Iceland ain't got trees no more because they cut them all down. There's none there anymore. How Most am I supposed to be a successful tree hugger in Iceland? You're breaking up a bit. Yeah, there's not many of them. Okay. So the, uh, yeah, I think it should be, it should be back now. So my, my point is like better and worse exists. And we know that I know that dumping the price to pay for anything, whether it's pollution or not, is not good for the price. So even if you just cared about the price, you prefer something that doesn't have a negative externality. Even if it was like you're buying flowers. No, we're not destroying the environment. We're just buying flowers and making the world prettier. You're still harming the price to do that. And that's not good because it steals from the savers. Inflation steals from the savers. If you're an average length, average size staker in hacks, there is no inflation or dilution to you because you are the one that's reaping that profit. So if you thought a 10,000x price increase in 623 days was good, you would have loved it as a staker when you got double your stack and now you're up 20,000x instead of 10,000x. You can't do that in Bitcoin because the negative externalities are too harsh. And by the way, yes, Ethereum does waste electricity, but by packing extra value into the electricity they're already wasting, we're not adding any extra waste. We're just making the waste they already have more efficient. And Pulse Chain solves all of that anyway, because it's just proof of stake anyway. I guess you can I guess you can make that argument that because it's adding more value with the different tokens and whatnot, because there are some projects that I do believe um, that they do, they are true utility tokens. They do actually have value for different types of projects. So that that I guess you can make that argument, but at the same time, but question with pulse chain, is that utilizing mm-hmm. ERC you so you're gonna fork ETH? It's so a literal it, straight up fork of the entire ETH system state, bit for bit identical. But anytime you fork something, doesn't it make that network less secure? No, because we're not reducing their miners. It's unrelated. So we're not we're not taking away miners from Ethereum because we don't use miners. So proof of stake doesn't require mining hardware, doesn't require electricity, really. You just have uh, 21, well, in our case, 33 validators, and they just, you know, have normal servers that don't do mining. So they, they don't they don't burn electricity. They don't use proof of work. They're just like web servers. So you just have like 33 web servers or 33 clusters that appear outward facing to look as web servers and the footprint is a million times lower. It's like literally a million times less electricity use. Is is hex decentralized? Depends on how you look at it. It's more decentralized in Bitcoin in that every time Bitcoin goes to upgrade something, there's a big political battle and sometimes bugs get introduced. So the inflation bug that allowed anyone to mint as many free Bitcoin as they wanted was introduced by trying to make the network a little bit faster. So Bitcoin, as an evolving network topology, continually has risk of consensus bugs because it's spaghetti code. The wallet and the networking and the consensus are all intertwined. And if you try and improve one, you break the other. Wildly dangerous. It takes nine months to even attempt to bring a developer up to speed on the existing Bitcoin code base to try and make any improvements. And then they still make huge errors. Hex is totally complete, locked forever. You're never going to accidentally affect consensus by improving a network. You're never going to accidentally affect consensus by building things on top of it because it is truly locked forever in an isolated consensus code base in the smart contract. It's modular. Bitcoin wishes it had modularity, which is why developers in the Bitcoin community are trying to get a written spec. There's no written Bitcoin spec. You want to write your own client? You can't. There's no written spec. So you're trying to bit for bit copy the errors of the original Bitcoin client. Otherwise, you fall out of sync. So Bitcoin doesn't have a written spec. It doesn't have modularity. It is spaghetti code. And it is the reason it's had more problems 
than than hacks. Hacks has never had an inflation bug. Bitcoin's had two. It's a really big deal. Ethereum's never had an inflation bug. Inflation bug means anyone can mint as many free coins as they want. You can't get a worse bug than that. How can you mint more? Who? When did? When was? When was more Bitcoin minted? Sure. In 2010, someone minted six billion extra Bitcoin, and then the developers noticed and were like, "Uh oh." That's not supposed to happen because there's only supposed to be 21 million ever. So how did someone just mint 6 billion? AVAX actually just had the same bug, another inflation bug. Like the most common bug in cryptocurrency is inflation bugs. And the best way to solve it is the way Hex solved it by locking the consensus in its own code that you never touch ever. You never touch it. And all these other proof of, uh, proof of work networks screw it up all the time. XLM, Ravencoin, Monero, Bitcoin. They've all had inflation bugs. AVAX, they've all had inflation bugs. It's the most common bug in cryptocurrency and Hex solves it. And people are just like, you don't have your own network. You're like, no, like what? <laughs> it's crazy to me. Do you still hold Bitcoin? I do. It's garbage, okay. but I have it. Yeah. Why do you still hold it if it's garbage? Don't like taxes. But you're in- I just don't like taxes. But are you in a place where you have to pay taxes if you sell? Yep. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah. So you don't, so you hold Bitcoin, but you don't sell because of taxes. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Is Pulse Chain decentralized? Well, it depends on how you look at it. Oh, by the way, back to the Hex question. Hex has what you could consider centralized ownership, but it's less than all the other ERC-20s if you do the chain analysis. If you look at every ERC-20, all of which mostly are murdering Bitcoin by like order of magnitude, like 10X murdering Bitcoin, they have 95, 85, 75% of the ownership in the top 100 wallets. Bitcoin itself has 42% of the ownership in the top 2,000 wallets, period. Google Bitcoin rich list. Click the list. Is Google accurate? Is Google an accurate place to-, to Oh, no. To you're going to end up on bitinfocharts.com. It's okay. all on chain. It's 100% accurate. I use DuckDuckGo. Okay. Well, no, but I'm just saying you're going to end up on bitinfo charts and it's going to show you the on-chain data that you can verify. I'm just, I'm giving so, you a hard time. Yeah, yeah. I feel it. So like every single profitable endeavor is massively centralized in ownership and massively centralized in control. And then for some reason, crypto guys get it mixed up and they think that the decentralization, which is very expensive that we endure for censorship resistance, should somehow therefore also represent the cap table or the ownership percentages or the Gini coefficients. It doesn't make any sense. And I have to educate these people properly because they have the world backwards. The most, okay, you think Bitcoin is the most decentralized cryptocurrency? How's the price chart? Garbage. It's trash. This is, this is the thing though, Richard. I do not believe that price equates to utility. So then get into something that pumps harder and then buy your beautiful thing you love at a ratio of 10 times more. If you loved Bitcoin, you could have 300 times more of it right now. Had you bought hacks last year on January 5th? That's 1500 times more. That's So just buy the thing you love after you get something else that pumps. Like it just, okay. there's no argument. Like if you love Bitcoin, you could have more Bitcoin by by having anything else. This is my reason behind it. I think, because I worked in healthcare seven seven years Mm -hmm. and- I got to know a lot of different people from a lot of different demographics. I worked in HIV. Right. My, the reason why I'm telling this story is because when I think about price not equating to utility, each individual person, unless you get to know them, they offer something different and unique to the table. And sometimes those people might not be as high up in the wealth class as other people, but they might bring more to the table than the other person. And that's kind of the ethos that I that I use when I'm thinking about price not equating to utility, because just because some, something's not worth a whole lot doesn't mean that it's not important or it's not valid or it doesn't have a place in the ecosystem. 
I, I agree that, you know, Bitcoin doesn't have anonymity. If you want anonymity, you're going to have to use Tornado Cash on Ethereum or right. uh, Monero, or Samurai basically. on Bitcoin. Well, you can use Samurai on Bitcoin, correct? Yeah, kind of. But you're worried that the other guys you're mixing with are all just the same guy. And then they all look at you and go, ha we know which one you were because we were the other mixing set. So you're really worried about your anonymity set size is the, is the limiting sure. factor. <laughs> Not yet. I wish. One day. Maybe this uh, rocker girl you introduced me to. So, so like... If everyone gets into crypto to get rich, crypto is similar to stocks in that the only reason you buy it is to one day sell it for more. There's very few exceptions to that. NFTs are exceptions to that. Anonymity is an exception to that. But both of those things are very, very, very tiny components compared to the, hey, homie, I want to get rich class of people that bought to get rich. And that's okay because that's everything. People buy Coca-Cola stock to get rich. People buy the S&P 500 to get rich. People buy things they've never heard of before to get rich. Getting rich is okay. It's okay. So I believe that the number going up is the most important thing a thing can do. And as far as Bitcoin goes, let's talk about utility. Do you like waiting an hour for your transaction? Well, how do you like waiting six hours sometimes? Because I've seen that. I've seen mm-hmm. it take to get a single block, like three to six hours. You're like, come on, bro. Just one block. Please. It hurts because you're staring. You're sending a lot of money and you're staring yeah. at the block explorer. Yeah. And you're like, what in the hee-haw is going on? And your yep. kid needs something. She's like, mom, I need some goldfish and craisins. Let's watch Pepper the Pig. And I'm like, I can't. Mom, sending a transaction. There's a website called blockear.com that will make an audio notification on the block. You're welcome. So like, Thank but you. you don't have that crap with Ethereum, you're just like, yeah, it's done. It's done. It's sent. And then you're like, oh, but is it really sent? You're like, yes, go count how many transactions the exchange requires. And it takes twice as long or more for them to accept your Bitcoin than your Ethereum. So yes, the exchanges where people actually trade this crap, they consider Ethereum to be much faster than Bitcoin and everything else as well. So if you want to pay too much for transactions, Bitcoin or Ethereum both cost too much. If you want to wait too long, Bitcoin's the maximum suck for wait. If you want the worst price chart, other than rug pulls, Bitcoin's pretty bad price chart. 3X after you know two years sucks a lot. Uh, so like, if you want slow, expensive, and crappy price performance with a bunch of guys that hate you and try and restrict you, I gave a bunch of Bitcoins or millions and millions of dollars exclusive to them when I let them mint hex for free. If you if you free claimed your hex back when you could with Bitcoin and staked it, it's like six percent of your portfolio versus Bitcoin now, or maybe ten percent. It's probably more. It might even be like fifteen percent now because the hex price is just so silly. It's like it only goes up. It, we've doubled thirteen times in price. In 623 days, that's a doubling every 47 days. Uh-oh, Richard disappeared, you guys. Hopefully he comes back. No signal. Uh-oh. Let's see if he comes back. I'm going to try to track him down and see if he can come back in. Let's see, because if not, we will have to end the stream. Is he coming back? Is he coming back? Is he coming back? I don't know. Let's see. No, no signal. Let me check one place and see if we can find Richard. If not... We will be ending the stream because I do have to um, take my little one somewhere. I don't know if he's, oh, there he goes. Am I back? You're back. Either the battery died or the camera overheated. But anyway, I'm back. Okay. And then I'll just, I'll switch if it dies again because of overheating, I'll just switch the mic and you'll have me audio only. That's fine. So, so my point is like, so anyway, Hex doubled in price 13 times in 623 days. It's the average stake length is 5.8 years. In order to get a 5.8 year average stake length, you have to have tons and tons of people staking for 10 or 15 years. This is Nobel Prize worthy innovation. There's nothing else in the history of finance that people believed in so much that they would lock their money for a decade at a time. Uh oh, I think um, Mr. Hart has um, 
has his camera has gotten hot, he said. <laughs> so we'll wait for him to come back and give us some audio because I'm curious too to finish more also to you guys um you should be back i'm live right oh okay yeah you're still back i was gonna i was actually gonna show them these socks that i got at target but since you're back i'll let you you finish (laughs) all right so so my point is it's a nobel prize worthy innovation in that if you lock up your hex for 15 years you cannot get out without getting your principal hit until you're seven and a half. If you end stake at seven and a half, emergency end stake, don't do what you said you're going to do. You'll lose your interest, but you will get your principal back. There's nothing ever in the history of finance that has monetized time in this way. Bitcoin tried to be peer-to-peer cash, failed, ended up a store of value, which was more valuable. Congrats. Hex does store value better than Bitcoin, period. Question. Do yeah. you, okay. Cause you said you called the top in 2017 and yes. like, you know, those different things. So congratulations yep. on that. But however, do you, do you trade it all or do you read charts? No. no. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm a technical analyst for sure. Yes. My okay. chart reading is awesome, but I don't trade. Okay. So <laughs> things do need to correct though. They need to have corrections. How do you feel sure. like, I mean, sometimes the correction is up. I mean, like think about it this way. Bitcoin went up in price 6.5 million X over a decade. Ethereum went up in price 15,000 X from 31 cent launch price to $4,400 just three months ago. Hex has only gone up 10,000 X. So there's millions of X still there. The, the thing about cryptocurrencies that you have to understand is when was the Dogecoin top? The day that Elon was on TV. Okay. When was the Bitcoin top? The day of the Coinbase launch. When was the 2017 top? The day of the CME launch. Okay. When was the XRP top? The day that they told you how to buy it on CNBC. Okay. This is like really obvious, easy stuff. If everyone knows about it, it's time for a dip. But if everyone's going to know about it and they don't yet, it's time for some pump. And that's how it works. How many people do you see hacks on the front of Coin uh, CoinGecko? No. Coin market cap, no. Has anyone ever said a nice word about it? No. Everyone thinks it's trash. Great. More opportunity. When you see it on CNBC, probably time for a dip. And it's, and it's not just hex. Any speculative instrument primarily operates in this way. And by the way, it's not just cryptocurrency. You know where your yield comes from in the bank? People think you lend your money to the bank. The bank lends it out. You get some of it. Nope. It's not what happens. When you give your money to the bank, they never lend your money out. Never. Because instead, they can use it as a reserve and get 10 times as much money from the government for free and lend out 10 times as much money. And that's what they do. So when you put your money in the bank, what you're really doing is causing inflation to be created and lent out. And so your yield as a person in a bank is from inflation. When you give your money to Apple, you buy Apple stock, you pump the Apple stock price. Where do you think your yield comes from as an Apple stockholder? Phone sales? Nope. Nope. The yield comes from the next guy buying higher because the phone sales money can only reach you two ways, stock buybacks or dividends. And if you measure how much stock buybacks and dividends get done, they're pitiful, tiny, tiny little components of the price appreciation. Right. But that's, but that's, that's traditional stocks. That is traditional stocks. And I think that TradFi markets are complete scams and they're like, I feel like they're Ponzi schemes, but I, I wanted to kind of just tell you really quick, I am on CoinGecko and I'm looking to see which, wh- what rank you guys are. And you guys don't even have a rank. I, that's right. I think that's, that's right. I because feel like the guys that run that site are literal human trash. So I think Bobby that's kind of terrible. Like yes. that kind of sucks. And the reason why it yeah. sucks is it's not like, like they don't have true. to, ne- but they don't have to necessarily like the project, but I just think that's kind of ridiculous that. <laughs> yeah. Let's that pretend we don't know the last price or the supply because that's what, it, you know, like it is disgusting. So if you go like, so coin market cap at least gets the price right. And right. At least, so at least the price is right. 
the market cap's wrong, but at least at least the price is right. So at least they get that. Like it just market cap is a stupid idea. No one understands how stupid it is. They'll figure it out when Hex has trillions of dollars in market cap, but only like a hundred million a day of volume. And they'll be like, what, what? And you're like, yes, that's actual math. Market cap's dumb. We're here to show you how dumb it is. You can make a, a trillion supply coin, sell a dollar for your friend. Your actual literal market cap is a trillion dollars. It's dumb. It's a dumb metric. I have to respectfully disagree with you on that. I do think market cap is important. Well, well okay. So let's talk about the scams that have high market caps and then everyone gets all their money wrecked and lost. Right? But if like, I'm like talking about if the market had a high market cap, right? And right. then everyone lost all their money. That's not, that, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is market cap is just, just because something is valued highly doesn't mean that it equates to utility. And that's why I always say price does not equate to utility because Bitcoin did not have utility, even though it made a lot of people rich. But my point is, is market cap is important, not because it has a high price, but it is important when kind of calculating where things can go. That's all, that's all my point is. But I it's also- It's not true. It's, it's not true. If you would have, if you would have seen Bitcoin's market market cap five years ago, you would have said it was too high. And then when you would see it now, you would say it was impossible. People use market cap as a proxy for price performance. They think that low market cap gems are going to have a higher ROI and, and then they get rug pulled. So like what matters if you care, price is the only thing you can fill your orders. If you want to get rich, price is the only thing that matters. And so the, the amount that you can sell for you personally, the, the liquidity that exists for you to exit that is the only thing that actually matters. Then people use volume as a fake proxy version of liquidity. They shouldn't. You can measure liquidity. There's no reason to use volume as a proxy for it. People have it backwards. Volume is how much the market makers and the exchange victimize the users. The only people that make money on volume are exchanges and market makers. And where does that money come from? Victimizing the users who are getting chopped up by fees, hopping in and out of position. So if you want to see how much the victims are, if you want to see how much the victims are losing, then you want more volume. If you want something that's honest, that helps the users, you want them to do the only thing in cryptocurrency that works, which is buy and hold. How many people outperformed Bitcoin 6.5 million X trading? Nobody, nobody, nobody did. Buying and holding something that has product market fit is the only way in crypto. If you could have locked up your Bitcoin for 5.8 years on average, 5.8 years ago, do you know how much money you'd have? If people could lock up their Bitcoin and make yield, let alone just lock it up and not touch it, the world would be a better place. Everyone gets wrecked margin trading. You go to eToro.com right at the top of the website, it says 67% of people lose with us. And it's misleading because it's more than that, because the people that lose, lose a lot more than the people that win. So it's just, I've got so many things solved. That's why I'm doing these silly pictures. I'm driving a Ferrari around Europe taking silly pictures because I need more people to view the content so that I can save their ass. What do you think about, um, about Volkswagen things? They're good. It's great. Very reliable. I want to buy one. You should. They're very, very reliable. I mean, Volkswagen owns uh, Lambos now, so... Even Lambos are reliable now. You know, I'm I'm a I got a mom car right now because I'm a mom. Um, I love I love Tesla. You should get a Tesla. I know you hate Elon Musk, but it's the safest car in the world. It will dodge accidents for you. It will break and turn the wheel and dodge accidents for you. And if in the unfortunate case you get into an accident, it's also the safest car because there's no engine to transmit the energy of the other car into your body. So it's all crumples in. So the so it's just the safest car if you get in an accident, and it will dodge accidents the most. If you care about survival, you have to buy Tesla. I'm a good driver. I used to drive back and forth on the 101 for a very long time. 
<laughs> very right. late, very late at night for a very long time. So I, um, I'm a, I'm a very good driver. So, I just drove F1 cars, but I spun the car. So I don't know if it means I'm a good driver or a bad driver. Well, maybe you um, had, maybe you just were into thrill, I guess. I, I, <laughs> I break too late. I was trying to push it a little too hard and it wasn't a warm day. So the, the tires were a little cold. Well, that, that can happen. Um, Richard, I do appreciate you coming on and I actually want to have you come on again, but I do have to take my, my sure. little one to a doctor's appointment. Um, thank you for All coming safe. on and chatting with me. I would like to, Thanks for having me. We'll, we'll, I'll get you back on again. I also want yeah. to just give a quick shout out to everybody in the chat over here. We've got a few super chats. We have a four ninety nine super chat from Danny man. Um, we've got an, and I've got the Gardner here. We got a $55.55 super chat from Renam. I appreciate it. Um, I, I appreciate everybody in here. Please smash a like. We got 1,077 concurrent viewers, 422 likes. Richard, thank you for your time. And y'all, we're going to get going because I got some mom-ish to do. Bye-bye. Be safe. Bye. All right. So straight